0: It's a simple recipe, but it would mean so much to me. Turn on the gas and make me feel fine. And all I wanna say is
1: just give me some
2: hot pizza. I really.
0: Welcome to another episode of Financial Pizza. It's the only podcast that features clips and more from some of the best financial advisors heard on radio and in podcasts all around the country each and every week. I bring it to you hot, fresh and in 30 minutes or less. Plenty to talk about this week. We'll hear from senior wealth strategist at Capital Financial, Marty Hensley. It's a case study. Eric Carney reacts to J.P. Morgan Chase's CEO's thoughts on the economy. Joe Murphy tackles some things that show you might not be able to retire, all in the vein of Jeff Foxworthy. Gary Nolan has time travel in mind. He's going to take us back to 1995. All of that just ahead, but first, what a week. That-
3: The week that was,
1: it started way An up-
0: auto strike. The UAW has just initiated a strike at Detroit's big three automakers. Workers across General Motors, Ford, and Stellantis plants in three states have walked out starting shortly after midnight Friday. These targeted work stoppages involve approximately 12,700 hourly workers in total. It's a historic moment, too, as it marks the first time the United Auto Workers Union has simultaneously launched a strike at all three major Detroit automakers, all part of a strategic plan to create confusion within the companies and provide UAW negotiators with greater bargaining power. Ford's responded by deeming the union's latest demands unsustainable and expressing its commitment to reaching a mutually acceptable agreement. Let's hope it can be reached soon. You think inflation's bad here? Go to Russia. You won't believe what they just did. Their central bank cranked up the key interest rate to a whopping 13%, and they'd already bumped it up last month, and now they're at it again. Why, you ask? Well, they're just trying to put the brakes on these crazy prices that are going up super fast. See, a bunch of things are causing this mess. The Russian rubles have been sliding down, they're spending like crazy on the military, and there just aren't enough people to fill jobs like a massive labor shortage. All of this is making everyday stuff like food, clothes, even travel more expensive. Hmm, sound familiar? Speaking of politics, the Wall Street Journal asked a number of people born on the same day as President Joe Biden if they think he's too old to run again. Believe it or not, most of them said no. They described busy lives that still include work and expressed frustrations about being underestimated. They were also candid about the risks of aging in the years to come. I would think so. So many things I could say, just not going to say any of them. Hey, you think a mortgage is out of reach for you because of the high interest rates? Hang on, there may be a solution. And it's not new, simply forgotten over the years. Remember assumable mortgages? If you bought or sold a home in the 1980s when mortgages rates were sometimes in double digits, that was one of the first questions asked. Is this loan assumable? Well, now there's Rome. It's a real estate startup that says 3% mortgages can still be a reality. So what is an assumable loan? It allows the sellers to transfer their own mortgage loans to the buyer alongside the house. What's old is new again. Hey, guess what Goldman Sachs is up to now? They've got this shiny new thing called a sports franchise unit, and it's hanging out in their investment banking department. So what's the scoop? Well, they want to give their wealthy clients the chance to put their money into some pretty cool stuff like sports teams, stadiums, and other flashy deals. Well, why would you want to do that, you ask? Ego? Oh, not that just entirely, but it's about making bank. Of course it is. Although that's definitely part of it, some folks are all about the nostalgia and the passion for their favorite team. Plus, who wouldn't want the chance to be in the front row at the next big game? It's like a dream come true for a sports-loving investor. And finally, Montana Rancher's new side hustle, giving tourists the Yellowstone experience. The popularity of the Yellowstone TV series and increased interest in the outdoors following the pandemic have spurred tourists to spend time on real ranches. Eager for new sources of income as costs rise, ranches across the U.S. West, including Montana, where that series is set, are welcoming a new breed of visitors with activities beyond the standard hunting and fishing. All right let's get this pizza cooking, and for that, we turn to financial Safari where we find senior strategist for capital financial Marty Hensley filling in for coach Pete Deruda. Now in this clip, Marty is talking with producer Thomas Lipscomb about a case study with a pretty sweet outcome.
4: This is a situation and you know because I've been doing this a long long time, you know this is typically a situation where we talk about four hundred fifty thousand dollars in this quote unquote protected account mm-hmm. where the the principal is insured and protected typically this gentleman would probably have about $800,000 in assets okay. right so we use we use the old Dave Ramsey model the age of 100 we take 100 minus your age and that's the maximum amount that we feel that you should have at risk. So, you know,
5: that was one of the first things I learned here on the uh, show with Coach Pete was uh, you have different rules and the rule of 100, yeah, a very well known so rule. So just sitting here because we
4: you know randomly picked this out, just spitballing it real quick. I'm just yeah. top of my head, I'm going to say, <laughs>
5: you know, he probably has around
4: roughly $800,000 in assets. So sure, sure. we'd want to have roughly about 450,000 protected. Okay. So that that makes a lot of sense. So yeah. in this case, let's just say we've got a gentleman, he's 60 years old, just for the sake of it. We'll say he's single, 60 years old. And he has about eight hundred thousand dollars in assets, and we decided to protect about four hundred fifty thousand. He's going to retire at sixty-five. Yeah. So you now, what I'm going to do is, and one thing we have to do, we have to kind of start worst case scenario and work our way up, Thomas. You're <laughs> of right. Course. So, one of, one of the things, requirements that we have is we have to kind of paint the worst case scenario up front. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to give an example here, just where somebody has a absolutely zero return, where basically the market does nothing or goes down for 15, 20 straight years they, now.
5: And if this happens, so so you're talking the market being zero right. or negative for 15 or 20 years, we can imagine the state of the world if that were actually well, You know, I, I always make
4: this joke when I talk to some of our listeners and existing clients you know, it's like if the if the stock market goes down or just stays flat for 15 straight years, do we have a stock market or are we in a different is, <laughs> are, are we in a different world at that point? You know? I, I so,
5: agree 100%, but again, worst case scenario, let's see what it is. It, exactly, so now, now
4: given this is a product, these con- these companies that we deal with, they've gotten very, very competitive over the last couple of years. So this is a product that is that is offering a client an upfront incentive, you know, to earn their business. So I have to disclose that. But here's four hundred fifty thousand dollars at sixty years old. At, at age sixty-five, that generates him a little over thirty thousand dollars in income. Thirty thousand okay. one hundred forty-seven dollars. That's great. So he's he's getting that income on a monthly basis. So we're going to take this gentleman all the way up to age ninety-five. Now, granted, listeners, this is with a zero return. Of the market. So this is really <laughs> kind of a, a really worst case scenario here. But, you know, from that $450,000, he has cumulative withdrawals at age 95. He has taken out just shy of 410000 So it's a little bit less than his four fifty. Right. But he has in a, a death benefit, a little just shy of $136,000. Okay. So this is a zero return, zero return, for the market going down for 15, 20 straight years, and he's gotten you know just shy of his money back, but he still has one hundred thirty six thousand dollars left for his heirs.
5: Now we've gone through the worst case scenario. Let's go uh, maybe through an average, uh, average return season. Yeah. I, obviously, you know if you look back at uh, nineteen and uh, twenty twenty, the S and P and everything was going nuts. But if you right. look at average, what what is it again? Around seven percent or so yeah, is the S and P.
4: We tell folks you know that that you know I think. Since the Great Depression, the market's had a return of somewhere around 9.5%. I think the 10-year return, something over 12. These are just numbers off the top of my head. Don't, right, don't right. quote me on this. <laughs> but, you know, in a, in a situation like this, kind of re- using real-world situation where someone came in and said, you know, Marty, w- what what is something that, that would make, you know, Let's let's assume it's not gloom and doom. It's not doomsday here, you know. So, right here's four hundred fifty thousand dollars at age sixty. He's gonna he's gonna start withdrawing income at sixty five. Okay. So you know, kind of real world going back. You know, when we go back historically and look at the returns, his income it actually would jump up to over forty nine thousand dollars. Forty nine thousand wow. two hundred thirteen bucks. So okay. that, that's pretty good off of a four hundred fifty thousand dollar investment. So. Well, because,
5: yeah, well, I mean, it destroys the, the 3% rule, 4% rule, yeah. whatever you may be looking yeah, at. Exactly. <laughs> so
4: we're taking the same scenario out here for this gentleman at age 95. And this is where this is using kind of real-world historical, we have to say, a hypothetical illustration because we can't guarantee future returns. Of and we course. Have to, you know, we certainly have to acknowledge that. But if we go out to age 95 – and we look at his cumulative withdrawals from that four hundred fifty thousand dollars back when he was sixty. Now, granted, he's ninety five years old at this point, so he has put in his pocket from a four hundred fifty thousand dollar investment four million four hundred seventy three thousand six hundred seventy seven bucks, Thomas.
5: Mm, that's is incredible. That not, is
4: that not incredible? That's incredible. But you know, here's here's always the sugar on top of the pie. Here, the death benefit at that point, the amount we always believe that there should be a legacy for your heirs. You know, if if something, God forbid, were to happen, which ultimately will, but. Uh, the death benefit at that point is $5,303,439 that, off, off of a $450,000 Off
5: dollar of a $450,000. That's what's incredible to me. Off of a $450,000 investment, you get that. And then we have to look again because we don't want to compare this to the big, wide world of investments out there. This is a safe, guaranteed product. Right. So if you look at the comparisons to that— this is incredible. I, I don't know what out there could could, could touch something like this. Uh, imagine $450,000 invested when you're
4: 60. You're age 95. You have gone from age 60 to 95 mm-hmm. with the peace of mind
5: knowing that that principle was never at risk. Your home isn't at risk of being lost. Exactly. Your it, food is not going to degrade in quality. You're going to drive the car you
4: want. That's a great point, Thomas. But I, I've got four hundred fifty thousand dollars. I have gone from age sixty to ninety five. I've never had a penny of that money at risk. Mm-hmm. I've got just shy of four
5: point five million dollars in my pocket,
4: and I'm leaving over five point three million left in my heirs. Yeah. How is that not attractive in this world?
5: I love that. Well, and even uh, thinking about the fact that you don't necessarily have to sit and be tuned in to CNBC. Or or whatever it is all day you can go play a little golf go to the beach not worry about what's going on
4: Exactly our, yeah. our belief and I know you know this is this is very
5: high level stuff
4: obviously we talk about all the time that each of our plans we want those customized individualized you know to the individual client but yeah. at Capital Financial we have a very very firm belief and you've heard about it for years from coach Pete our belief is some portion of someone's retirement savings should be in a place that's 100% protected against loss That's right What are some ancillary advantages to that one i can take a little bit more risk with my money that's in the market because i have the peace of mind that that's protected mm-hmm. you know hypothetically one could look at it you know you could go by the 4% rule where you know if you have 100% of your money in the market typically the golden rule is i can take out 4% sure well that's assuming 100% of the money is at risk that's right so using our philosophy of some protected and insured and some that's guaranteed where you know the money is guaranteed and we use some that's that's in the market if we have a balance of those two, you know, we could really make the argument where we could increase that 4% to maybe 5 or 6% where it still makes sense for the client. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of advantages to having, beyond the peace of mind, having that, you know, hey, I know that I have that peace of mind, that I've got that money protected, but that gives me the ability to take a little bit more risk on the money that's in the market and potentially, it depends on the client, potentially increase the amount of income that i'm taking out monthly which is always a big deal i don't know about you but i like the idea of more income versus
5: less i don't know what are your thoughts there i i absolutely do as well and i love the the just um I love the conversation of making wise decisions with your money, because I think it can be very easy to be distracted and go down the Reddit group list and trying to find the next hot stock or looking at the crypto and wondering, or maybe, oh, no, no, it's not going to be crypto. I'm smart. I'm going to do real estate. And and all of a yeah. sudden you're in a REIT, <laughs> which yeah, coat trails against. I, I exactly. love that this is a, a way that it's wise, but it's also custom.
4: Exactly. And, and-
0: Financial safaris heard on radio stations around the country. It originates in Raleigh, North Carolina. Find the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get yours. To learn more about Coach Pete, just visit PeteOnDemand.com. Visit CapitalFinancialUSA.com to learn more about how they can help you. Pizza! On we go to Southwest Florida, where we check in with Eric Carney and Joseph Lanza. Eric first reacts to one financial pundit's view of the economy today. You can people hear people are, are reacting to the situation. And uh, I thought this was interesting. Jamie Dimon, we've heard from him before, and I know you know who that is. Uh, CEO of JPMorgan Chase uh, has some thoughts on the state of our economy and uh, what that really means. And uh, he's got some thoughts. But both in April, October, and today, I'll tell you the things that you, there are these things out there which are very uncertain. And when I look at uncertainty, there's always uncertainty. Every day of every life is uncertainty, but it's heightened. And it's heightened because of Russia, Ukraine, oil, uh, energy, food, uh, quantitative tightening. You know, is it going to be enough to raise rates to 5%? And this is having a huge effect on smaller countries, poor nations, uh, those who are reliant uh, on importing oil and gas. And I think those uncertainties may very well mitigate and we will end up with that kind of Goldilocks mild recession, but they may not. So I, I'm still yeah. in the cautious side of this one. Okay, good. You're, he's on the cautious side. So it could be really good or not. These guys always hedge everything, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Hedge,
1: hedge, hedge. Yeah, I mean, exactly. This is what we do. We're hedgehogs. It's <laughs> like when you ask somebody a question, they're
5: like, uh,
0: yeah.
1: you know. I mean, it could, yeah. but it could not, right? I mean, it... It could happen. It could happen. And, and that's all they do. I mean, this that's why all the, the news is a bunch of crap when you really watch it. I mean, it really is. It's like, you know, one guy says black. The other one says white. And that's what they want to do is they want to pit each other against each other. And Jamie Dimon. I mean, come on. The guy's a genius. You know, he's a, a successful CEO he has been a successful CEO for a long time. I mean, he's no dummy. But, you know, last year he's like, there's this massive financial hurricane coming down the pike. And then it really didn't happen. I mean, last year was a bad year. Was it an absolutely horrific year? Not really. I mean, you know, it, it, like like I said, I've said this many times and Joseph is a sick and tired of me saying this, but it's true. Last year was not unpredictable. I mean, and I'm gonna say that again and again and again. If you, if you really thought that interest rates at some point weren't going to start going back up, then you shouldn't even be in the financial industry. And so, you know, last year was crippling for a lot of people, but they also didn't get out of harm's way. So last year was a bad year, but it shouldn't have been a horrific year. Um, So was it an absolutely financial hurricane? No. And when you take a look at the S&P 500 already year to date, you can see if you're you're strategically positioned, you're not in such a bad position after all. Mm -mm. You know, and, and the thing is, is that you know, interestingly enough, we went out to a conference last week in Las Vegas, and you know the, the thing was is that as analytic as you are as an investment advisor, and you put together strategies, what you're up against is emotions. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you you can give people all of the data, uh, the analytics, um, the the strategies, the plan, whatever it may be. But the emotions take over, and that's the part that people don't think about. And so we get so emotional over our, 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 our money. And you know, I taught these classes, which we're teaching again at FGCU soon, and I taught these classes for about 12 years. And in that time frame, there's a lot of uh Things that I was doing, like I would ask specific questions to every single class and I would actually pass out four questions to these people and it would be like, hey, you know, what would be a satisfactory rate of return for you? And typically people would write, I'd be thrilled with four or five percent. Okay. Now, I'm not going to give out figures over the radio, blah, 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 but I'll tell you one thing. We sat down with a client a few months ago, and I said, oh, this is going to be an easy meeting. Look at his three and five-year rate of return. Blew away way past what was put in his financial plan. Blew away way past his expectations. So when I sit down, I'm like, here's your rate of return. He's like, "Yeah, okay. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> Like the past four and five years, we've been so equity driven. We've been alpha driven and we've stayed away from interest rate sensitive investments. We were giving the portfolio height when we needed it, when the sun shines make hay. And so we did, we, you know, I, I think that the portfolio was phenomenal, but you know, the client looks at it and oh yeah, but okay. That that's great. But what about Russia and Ukraine? What about interest rates? What about inflation? And it's like blah, blah, blah. It's like negative Nelly all the way through. Who cares? Who cares about all this stuff? Care about your personal financial situation. That's the only one I care about. I can't control what happens around the world, but I can control somewhat with my clients' accounts. That's what we're doing. I don't care about anyone else's personal economy. I care about yours. And that's what people have to really realize is that if you go through a recession or a slowing economy or whatever happens in the world, are you still going to be okay financially? That's what it really comes down to. So be excited about this. And this is the one thing where, you know, like as we get older, I don't know what it is, but we get very defensive and we also get very negative. I'm not going to live my life like that. I'm going to live my life very positively and erase the toxicity in my life. And that's what people have to realize with their portfolios. What is going good here? What is the good direction of my portfolio? What is the good direction of my financial plan? And and again, there's a lot of people out there and I've said this before, the financial industry, I mean, I'm disgusted by it too. There's a lot of stuff that has happened in the past three to five years that has not been good for a lot of investors but it is up to you to make that change.
0: Financial Safari is heard on radio stations around the country. It originates in Raleigh, North Carolina. Find the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get yours. To learn more about Coach Pete, just visit PeteOnDemand.com. Visit CapitalFinancialUSA.com to learn more about how they can help you. On we go to Southwest Florida, where we check in with Eric Carney and Joseph Lanza. Eric first reacts to one financial pundit's view of the economy today. You can hear Eric's show, WealthWorks Radio, on News Radio 1580 WCCF in Punta Gorda, Florida, or on the iHeartRadio app anywhere. You can visit Eric's website. It is ericcarneyadvisor.com. That's E-R-I-C-K-E-A-R-N-E-Y advisor.com. And you will find him in Cape Coral, Florida at Retirement Wealth. You can also find him on TV, both Saturdays and Sundays. Check your local listings for times and channels. You can give him a call right here, 800-662-6808. Pizza! Ah, get strapped in. We've got the flux capacitor ready to go, ready to take us back to 1995. Here's Gary Nolan. Through the years, let's take a trip back in time. Back
3: in time. The year is 1995. The Alfred P. Murrah Federal Building in downtown Oklahoma City was the subject of a domestic terrorist bomb attack on April 19th, killing 168, injuring more than 680. Timothy McVeigh was arrested within 90 minutes of the explosion. He is found guilty and sentenced to death. His accomplice, Terry Nichols, is found guilty of 161 counts of first degree murder, and he gets life without the possibility of parole. It hurts deep down as to why someone would do something of this this magnitude. Steve Forsett becomes the first person to make a solo balloon flight across the Pacific Ocean in a hot air balloon. He took off from South Korea and landed in Saskatchewan, Canada. There's a very dicey, uh, high-pressure, low center before I approach South, South America. Right now we plan to go to the north of it and really just kind of circle around it, see whether I can avoid thunderstorms on them. The Space Shuttle Atlantis launches on June twenty-seventh. The mission was to dock the Space Shuttle Atlantis with the Russian Mir space station for the first time.
2: Mechanical Systems Officer reports contact and a confirmed
3: a capture by the docking mechanism.
5: And Shelley, we're with you on the flight tech now. Congratulations
3: to all of you on just a fine rendezvous. Ebay starts out as auction web. The online auction and shopping website. The
2: first item Auction Web sold was actually a broken laser pointer that was less than 15 bucks. This site quickly became a huge hit.
3: Yearly inflation that year was under 3%. The Dow closed the year at 51.17. Year-end interest rates were 8.5%. The cost of your new home, about $113,000. You made about $36,000 a year. Your rent was five fifty. dollars cost of gas was $1. nine. Big movies in 1995 were Toy Story, which became the first wholly computer-generated Apollo 13th and Batman Forever. Just plain curtains.
0: (laughs) Aren't you forgetting something, Harvey? Your coin. You're always of two minds about everything.
4: Yes, of course you're right, Bruce. Emotion's always the enemy of true justice. Thank you. You've always been a good friend.
3: So, let's not be two-faced and get back to the present. We've now arrived back in the present. Hope you enjoyed the trip. Here's to a smooth ride
2: into retirement.
0: Hey, thanks, Gary, for that guided tour of 1995. One more clip and this pizza will be complete. And for that, we turn to Joe Murphy in Valpo, Indiana. Now, in this clip, we're giving a nod to Jeff Foxworthy. And you might be a redneck, except for us, we're calling it, you might not be able to retire if... (laughs) you're looking for a quick fix in retirement
2: <laughs> i love it i love it i love it um yeah here here's one of the things that people fall into is the get rich quick um oh gosh, penny yeah. stocks how bitcoin penny stocks are the number one question that i get is do you think i should invest in this in 9.99 times out of 10 i'm gonna say no there is too much risk. These don't operate like normal equity positions. Um, just remember, if you look up some of these companies that I've researched for clients and say, hey, this is gonna be the next big thing, it's it's amazing the home office we're looking at balance sheets i want to see cash flow you know i want to see what these companies are bringing in usually they're bringing in nothing and they're highly manipulated which means that you might hear see something on you know one of the one of the pundits that says this is the next big thing well guess what they've already loaded all their positions and now they're attracting the general public into it and so the fervor starts and may go up 10 or 15 percent you're so excited and guess what They might run it up maybe 30, 40%. You're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm gonna be rich. And then they pull the rug out and they start selling these huge blocks. And before a retail investor can even react, they've dropped it down far below from when you purchased it. That is the risk of these penny stocks. It's like the wild west. Be very, very careful if you are dealing with microcaps or someone tells you this is the next greatest thing. You wanna see the balance sheet. You wanna see the cash flow. You wanna make sure they have a legitimate home office. I looked up one company and it was a little shack off the side of the road was their headquarters. It wasn't even labeled. These are the kind of things that you can just damage all your savings by trying to take a shortcut and get rich quick. It does happen. There's some there's some people out there that are really good at reading the technicals or getting in front of the wave of these penny stocks. But most retail investors aren't in that boat. Proceed with extreme caution. If someone recommends that you buy a micro cap or a small cap that doesn't have a balance sheet backing those numbers,
0: we're talking about ways that uh, you know you might not be able to retire if uh, you're spending without a plan. I mean, we mm-hmm. that's just common sense.
2: Yeah, yeah, and the, and we do see this. Look, the you know, obviously, people got really used to, especially during the expansive policy. You know, we were talking about quantitative easing and the expansive mm-hmm. expansive policy. You know, during the stimulus and everything, people had extra cash in their pocket and they were spending you know on whatever they wanted you know maybe they couldn't afford something but they got the 1700 in and they just went out and spend it you want to have a budget especially in retirement because remember you're not bringing in that paycheck you don't have those earn that earning power that you did in your working years you want to have a budget and a spending plan to make sure that you know what your life costs you and you're not going overboard and putting that excess on credit cards like the large majority of Americans are right now. Don't fall into that trap. Those credit card balances are are compiling over a 20% interest rate on it. That's like loan shark rates, guys. Make sure that you're spending within your means. And if you're not sure what your means are, that means you need a retirement plan with a budget.
0: With a budget, that's, that's key. And uh, so one of the other things that could prevent you from retiring when you want to is um, you're not paying off debt quick enough.
2: Yes, debt debt is a is a biggie right now. And we're seeing Americans big time in debt. I think it was over sixty, almost sixty five percent of us making six figures. Are living paycheck to paycheck. And like what this. that is when it boils down to it, Steve, it's overspending. But you've compiled all this debt, you know, maybe you have five or 10 years to retire. What should you pay? What should you not? You know, getting some of the high interest debt that you can't escape from, there's no way to do it. You want to start paying down that double-digit interest rate. You want to have a plan though, to figure out what debt to attack. What's good debt? Is there good debt? There is, you know, a low interest mortgage that would be good debt because the money is costing it so cheap. That's the kind of debt that you want. But if you have high interest medical debt, credit card debt, you want to have a plan of attack to get that behind you. You don't want to go into retirement with that because it can it can cause a huge hazard going forward because that interest will keep accruing and it'll become insurmountable. It'll become an area of stress for you for your spouse for your family you want to make sure that you have a plan again that's what we do here we want to make sure that our clients are clean going into retirement without that burden that big huge backpack with the debt labeled right on the back of it
0: well there you have it episode 200 financial pizza is complete nicely done all ready for that digital delivery yeah episode 200 who knew hey we're about to shake things up on financial pizza watch for the new financial pizza called after the disclaimer details to follow financial pizza features clips and more from some of the best financial radio programs and podcasts heard around the country every week brought to you hot fresh and in 30 minutes or less if you'd like financial pizza delivered to you every week subscribe to it we'll put it in your podcast collection automatically find it on apple podcast the iHeartRadio app anywhere you get a podcast you can download this one as long as you're subscribing be sure and rate and share the podcast Remember, you can reach any of the advisors featured here by calling 800-662-6808 or just text PIZZA to 600-700. I've also got links to all the advisors listed in the show notes with this podcast. You can reach me by email, steve at financialpizza.com. Thanks to Gary Nolan and Chrissy Paradis for contributing content for this week's podcast. Financial Pizza is produced and written by me, Steve Siddow. It originates from the palatial state-of-the-art studios of broadcasting experts in Apex, North Carolina. Thanks for listening, everybody. Really do appreciate it. Going to come back next week with another episode of Financial Pizza. Pizza. Coach P
3: Radio.